0: Uh, I'd like for you to open up your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 1. I want to look into this chapter because we need to know and understand who we are in him, where we are in him, who he is, and who he is in us. So starting with verse 1, it says, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy our brother. It is by the will of God. Paul is who he is and it is by the will of God. We are who we are. As Paul writes to Timothy, he also speaks to us. Verse two, it says to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossal, Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is addressing the saints. He is speaking to those that know and are in Christ. This is not written or can be understood by the world. Those that are not in Christ try to interpret what is written, but cannot give revelation of it. Verse 3 says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Spiritual note here. Can you see Paul says God is the father of Jesus, meaning Jesus has a father and he is not the father. Verse four says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. Hebrews tells us, For God is not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love, which ye have shown toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Verse 5 says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth, of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it does also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Wherever the gospel is embraced, it produces the same effect. Wherever the gospel is preached, it has influenced all who embrace it in truth. Verse seven says, as ye also learned of Ephesus, our dear fellow servant who is for." You a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto you, unto us your love in the spirit. Paul acknowledges the faithfulness of this brother who ministered Christ. Many today have started out strong in Christ, but have fallen by the wayside because of the cares of this world. It says for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to the desire that ye may ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, spiritual understanding. He spoke well of the Colossians, and Paul continues to pray for them. We also must continue, and we cannot cease to pray for one another. Don't give a blind eye or deaf ear to what is on the news. We must pray for those that are seasoned in the word and pray for those that are not. Pray for those that seek the Lord and pray for those that are weak in the Lord. And most of all, pray for those in authority. Verse 10 says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. The world is trying to stop this. We must increase in knowledge. We must increase in understanding and we must increase in wisdom in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, under all patience and longsuffering and joyfulness. In the former verses, Paul prayed for God to enable the Colossians to do his will and his whole will acceptably. Here he pleads with God to strengthen them with an almighty power to bear afflictions. We need power to bear the sharp and long afflictions with patience and joyfully. All of us are going through something and some of us are going through some things more than others. We who are strong must bear the infirmity of the weak. We pray when we don't know what to do. And we give action when we do know what to do. Verse 12 says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Do you see the last three words here? Saints in light. If you are a saint, you are a light. But in order to be a saint, you must be in the light. You can be a Christian and not be a light. You can be saved, but not necessary light. True saints are illuminated by the word. We are the example to the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world, a city that cannot be hid. We are the candlestick that gives light to all the surrounding houses. When, it all, when all things fail, we are the ones people turn for, for, for prayer. We are the ones they ask about God. We are the ones that they attempt to persecute because they cannot reach God. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 5 tells us, We are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. How could this be possible? Verse 13 tells us, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Mm -hmm. We are who we are and can do who we can and we can be who we can be because of who Jesus is and what he came to do. He has delivered us from the chain of darkness of this world. He has freed us from the power of sin. He has given us a better place to live. By his spirit, he has shown us the way. And all this is made possible by this next verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Because of his sacrifice, because of his blood, God has forgiven us and we are now worthy. Regardless of what you've done in the past but we still must pray for those that are weak in the faith so they may receive and turn as we have. Now let us learn a little more about who he is and what he has done that makes us worthy. 15 says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Jesus is the image of the father. Let's examine this a little. Image can be defined as the reproduction of a form. This would explain it if God was a physical form, but he is not. So we must go a little further. Look at Hebrews 1, verse 2 and 3. That's Hebrews 1, verse 2 and 3, and this is what it says. Verse 2 says, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. By his Son he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus is not just the image of God. He is the brightness of his glory. He is the expressed image, meaning God is made known to us by his image and by the living word he speaks. Jesus is the living word. He is the bread of life, That came down from heaven. Whatever God needed to be said. Jesus said it. Whatever God needed to be done. Jesus did it. Whatever needed to be sacrificed. Jesus sacrificed it for us. In fact. Jesus said in his prayer. Nevertheless. Not my will. But thy will be done. Look at the last part. Of this verse. It it says when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus had no help and needed no help to free us from sin. When Jesus was finished doing what the father asked, God called him home and he went back and took his rightful place with the father. So when we are finished doing what God wants us to do, we too will go home. And God can take and we can take our rightful place right where God wants us to be. Back to Colossians verse 16. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. Jesus was in the bosom of the Father in the beginning, and as God created, Jesus was right there. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 1 John 5, 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And of course, Psalms 100 says, Verse three says, know ye not, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Jesus was in the midst of all that was taking place because by him all things were created and exist. Whatever is or has been created, Jesus was a part of it. When God spoke, let us, that was Jesus in, in form of the word, not us being in no form at all. Not only did he create all things, but look at what Peter said in 1 Peter 3.22. twenty-two. First Peter 3.22, Peter said, Who is gone into heaven, being Jesus, and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject, Unto him. Jesus has returned to the Father. And all these things created by him are subject to him. Knowing who Jesus is and why he came. Should begin to tell us who we are. And why he came. Now we should it should begin to tell you why you are here. It should begin to tell you you are worthy of everything you have been blessed with. All good gifts come from above. God does not bless us with curses or put curses upon us. Colossians, verse 17, says, And he, being Jesus, is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he, being Jesus, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Mm -hmm. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Mm -hmm. Our redemption was a perfect and complete fullness of all divine graces and excellencies dwelling in the mediator Christ Jesus. By the pleasure and appointment of God, the Father in Christ there is, a fullness of merit for our justification. A fullness of grace for our sanctification. A fullness of wisdom for our direction. A fullness of power for our preservation. And a fullness of mercy and pity. And also compassion to relieve the secure or help us in all our distress. Verse 20 says, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. This is what the blood did when Jesus freed, freely and voluntarily shed upon the cross for us. God and man were once friends as Adam walked in the cool of the garden and talked with him. But because of sin, man became an enemy of God. You know how we do. When we are best friends with someone and they do something to break our trust, we fall out with them. And it takes time and someone special to bring us back. Time and Jesus brought us back on track with God. Mm -hmm. In fact, because of Jesus, we can call him Father. So the reconciliation through the sacrifice and shedding of blood, God and man could be now again have fellowship, relationship, and friendship. Mm -hmm. Verse 21 says, and you, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. Reconciliation of the mind implies having a deep root advanced as to hate God, not as a creator, but as a lawgiver, not as a benefactor, but as a judge and a revenger of sin. Our hate is not because of what he can do, but because of what we shouldn't do. Verse 22 says in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Mm -hmm. Ephesians told us according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love Mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did in his body. We can be holy in ours. 23 says, if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. First, we must continue in what we believe. We must continue to believe who he is. Then we must continue. Be grounded in it. When you are grounded, you are positioned. You will not be moved. You are on a solid foundation. This can only come by continuing in the faith. Settle to be established or reside. To be calm and comforted. Now you are grounded in what you believe. And nothing is nothing will move you from what you believe. For some reason, you may go to another church, but because you are established and rooted, you will not allow another teaching to move you. That is why it is important to train up a child in the way they should go. And at the end, they will not depart, meaning not departing from what they were taught. The same principle applies in the church for babes in Christ. They must be taught along with everyone else in the congregation. 24 says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up, fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for this his body, say, which is the church. Paul said these two things. We glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Second Corinthians one five and six said, "For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation, or our sorrow or grief, also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we are afflicted, it is for our consolation, your consolation, and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer." Or whether we be comforted It is for your consolation and salvation Wherefore In verse 25 of Colossians I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God Which is given to me For you to fulfill the word of God Even the mystery Which had been hid From ages And from generations But now is made manifest To his saints if it is a mystery, it is a mystery to them that are lost. Corinthians said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. It plainly tells us in first Corinthians two and nine, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love them. But they forget to read verse 10 where it says, But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. What is a mystery is no longer a mystery to God's children. If there is something you want to know, just ask. Look at verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus we preach we teach we warn and we exhort we encourage We speak plainly with knowledge and understanding so you may be perfect in Christ Jesus so you may wisely choose this day who you will serve so you may know who you are in him and who he is in you that you may go on to say as Paul said for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And for I am persuaded that neither death nor height, life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature that shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ Jesus made them all, but I am I'm persuaded that none of them shall separate me from him. This is what you call being rooted, grounded, and settled. Paul says in verse 29, whereunto I also labor, striving according to the working, to his working, which worketh in me mightily. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.